you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 10 Takes is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. You made it. You're here. I appreciate you. I love you. 10 Takes with Kyle Brantz. The bomb is set. It will explode. I have to jack Bauer the hell out of that thing, and I have to do it really, really quickly. If you're clicking for the first time, I give you exactly 10 takes, and I have only 10 minutes to do it. We have not had an episode yet where I run out of time in the middle of take seven, and it just blows up into my face. I've been able to get it done. Will I get it done today? I got a lot to squeeze in. We had a massive weekend. I was traveling this weekend. I have thoughts. I have takes. A lot of football action. We're going to start the clock when I say... Start the clock. Take number one. Bills are incredible. 48 to 20 in the game of the year. It was the half of the year. Bills Dolphins first half was incredible. And uh, in the second half, it was one of the biggest butt whippings of the season. It's not the 48 points that surprises you about the Bills. You expected 48. You wanted 53 to 48, some sort of final score like that. It's the 20 for Miami. The Bills defense came to play. That was without one of their leaders, without their safety, Jordan Poyer. You got DeMar Hamlin back there, which is a great story off the field. I was worried how it was going to go on the field. 20 points from the middle of the third quarter on. The great Miami Dolphins machine did not score. I like the Dolphins team, and they'll be back. But remember, the Bills team will be adding Von Miller soon. I'm not a power-ranking type of guy. I think it's nonsense. If you were, I think you'd probably put the Bills number two behind San Francisco, 48-20 to 20 in Western New York. Bills and Dolphins will dance again. The Bills just absolutely looked incredible. Take number two, the Dolphins. Here's why I resent the media talk about the Dolphins, which I did not fuel, but I did observe. It was told that they were the next best thing. It was told that they were the next big thing. I am always really uh, reticent when I hear that and a little bit of an eye roll because I've been told a lot of things that the next big thing. I was told that we're all going to wear Google Glass. We're going to walk around the city and have this eyepiece that drops down in front of us, this this tiny computer that scans people's retinas and has our entire life in front of us. That's not happening. I was told that ESPN, the phone, was going to be the biggest thing 20 years ago. ESPN had, had his own phone, like not Verizon, not T-Mobile. ESPN was your carrier. Disaster. I've been told the Dippin' Dots are the ice cream of the future. I've been told that for 30 years. They're not the ice cream of the future. There's no one who's ever eating Dippin' Dots that doesn't wish they were eating conventional ice cream. I was told that Kyle Pitts was going to change the sport. Still waiting on that. And I was told the Miami Dolphins have revolutionized American tackle football. They haven't. It's really fun. It's really cool what Mike McDaniel's doing. He has 100% approval rating. He's a very likable guy. They have very fast players. They use a lot of motion. They put on a show against the Denver Broncos, dropped 70, and then the next week they went against their division rival and got thumped by four touchdowns and only put up 20. They're not the next big thing. They may be the Super Bowl winner. I don't know. They may win the AFC, but they're not changing the damn sport of American football. We thought, oh, they're going to be the highest scoring team of all time. That is such a week three take. A week four, they put up 20. They put up fewer points than a lot of really bad teams, including a couple I'm going to talk about during this show today. I like the Dolphins are not going away, but they were the dipping dots yesterday. Take number three. Oh, my God, the Bengals are so bad. Who is that out there? I don't know what team that is. I don't know what quarterback that is. And afterwards, I think Jamar Chase is trying to be a leader, 
And he says, I'm open. I'm always open. Excuse my profanity. I'm sorry. Jamar, I respect you speaking out and saying we got good guys around here. We can bounce back from this. I would probably cut out the whole thing about I'm open. I'm always bleeping open. That's not really operative to the point at this stage. You guys just got absolutely housed. You scored a field goal early and then didn't touch the end zone or split the uprights against a pretty good Titans defense that's not been special earlier this part of the year. Do you sit Joe Burrow? I remember before week three, it was like, well, it's a risk being out there, Joe. And he's like, yeah, but it's the risk of 0-3. Now, in one more loss, I mean, if they lose, I think they're playing the Cardinals next week. If they lose to the Cardinals, then you're 1-4. And it's like, Joe, just sit the hell down, heal. We got to worry about the next 10, 15 years with you, not the next 10, 15 weeks. Bengals look really bad. Take number four, Eagles, 4-0. Stack wins, cruising along. The Eagles offense still doesn't look like, like it did last year, and it's constantly being compared to it. But I do feel like the Eagles still have that sign up in their offense. Like when you go in a store that's renovating and it says, pardon our dust. Or if you go to Disney World, it says, pardon our pixie dust because they're always so magical at Disney World. They're, they're building this thing on the fly. A.J. Brown's starting to look really good. I think the Eagles will hit their prime maybe a month from now, six weeks from now, when they really master the offense and Hurts is really comfortable. But in the meantime, for a team that doesn't look totally comfortable and that is renovating, they're still setting sales records. They're still 4-0. and Stack those wins and worry about whether you can win the Super Bowl months from now. Take number five. I love Toy Story. I thought the Toy Story game was awesome. Looked really, really cool. Doesn't Toy Story just universally beloved? I love Buzz. I love Woody. Whether you were a kid who grew up there, or you have kids, you watch it with them, it's great. I will say it's a little bit weird. I would have liked Andy to appear in Andy's room. If they really had done it right, and maybe there was way more money involved, you could have had Hank's voice Woody. You could have had Tim Allen do Buzz. And also, I always have some questions for Andy. First of all, how come they never mention Andy's dad? He's just gone. The assumption is that maybe he's passed away or he's out. It's only his mom. And also, Andy. Andy had those children's toys in his room until he was 18. At the end of Toy Story 3, he gives them away to Bonnie. He was holding on to like a piggy bank and a, and a Mr. Potato Head till he was 18. And so those toys just sit there in his room and watch whatever's going on in Andy's room. Doesn't he ever have a girl over or a guy over or whatever? I know this. When I was in high school... There was a lot of things going on in my high school room that I wouldn't want my toys to see as they sit there with that glassy-eyed expression up on the shelf. Who knows what the hell those guys have seen? I mean, Woody wouldn't be so innocent, I bet. It's just always struck me as strange that Andy's got those toys sitting there all the way till he goes to college, and they're just watching everything. Bizarre, but I like the Toy Story game. Take number six, and I'm behind schedule. The Patriots are terrible. Who in the Boston media is going to be like, hey, Bill Belichick, this team sucks. Your quarterback sucks. Right now, the coaching sucks. And you kind of always are bad when you don't have Tom Brady as your quarterback before and after. Maybe it was gratuitous before. Maybe you give him a little time to work it out. But he just had the worst loss in his entire career. Absolutely blown off the field. Had nothing to offer this week. And I think it's fair to question even someone as great as Belichick, who's hung the banners he has. It's like a company. You may run some Fortune 500 company for years and years and years, but when the stock returns start to go in the toilet, you go to the CEO and say, what's doing? What's the deal here? They have no identity. They have no quarterback. They have no attack. They don't know who they are. And they just got trounced in the worst fashion the coach has ever seen. Can someone raise their hand and be like, Bill, why are you still doing this? When are you going to hang him up? It looks like it might be time. Take number seven. 
The Bears, I don't have much to say about it. Congratulations to the Broncos. Huge comeback in the fourth quarter. First win under Sean Payton. The Bears with a stunning, sickening loss. And yes, I do say stunning. People are like, well, you were stunned, but the Bears lost. If you watched that game, hell yes, I was stunned. I was stunned that the 32nd best team in the league had a three-touchdown lead over the 31st team in the league. They were at home, and they still blew it. People are saying, fire Eberflus. Fire Matt Eberflus. They're not going to do that. I'd be shocked if Matt Eberflus doesn't make it through the season. This organization just doesn't do that but a terribly terribly throw up afterwards type bears loss something better than that a palate cleanser take number eight i love the tampa bay bucks how about the bleeping buccaneers at three and one just when you think baker's gonna do the baker thing and come back down to earth and have a three interception game and it just becomes mortal and he's not the guy you want him to be and i'm big baker guy he has a great game in that house of horrors called the Superdome that Buccaneers have always had some terrible games there, even during the Brady era, and Baker was great. The Bucs look very good. They run. They have random guys contributing. They stuff the Saints offense. I like the Bucs a lot. Remember, somebody's got to come out of that south. Somebody's going to play a home playoff game through one month. Tampa looks really, really good. Let's get to take number nine. All right, so I'm not going to go deep on the Taylor Swift thing. It's now just part of our lives. You turn on a game and she's there. It's been two weeks in a row. It was not an anomaly. My take is that when we're doing these backstage videos and she does the arrival and all the reporters and Diana Rossini, who I love, has their phone up and they're filming them, can we see the crowd a little bit more that she's with, the crew that she's with? I'm watching these videos and they, they follow Taylor as she comes through security, and they zip right past the likes of Hugh Jackman, Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively. I want to see those people. It's kind of cool to me that Hugh Jackman is in an NFL game. How's he looking right now? Is he lifting? Is he playing Wolverine anytime soon? What kind of shape is he in? But no, you can't even see Hugh Jackman as if he's some also-ran coffee fetcher for Taylor Swift. We're keeping it on Taylor, who, frankly, we've seen a lot of the last couple of weeks. I know what she looks like. I know what she's doing there. I want to see Hugh Jackman. We had an opportunity where Hugh Jackman was walking through a metal detector backstage in MetLife. There's your Wolverine adamantium reference. There's even a joke in the original X-Men 1999 of Wolverine going through a metal detector and he takes the blades out and destroys it. Can we see the crew a little more? I like Blake Lively. I saw a lot of her. I'd like to see Robin Lively. You know, that's her sister. Do you know she's the lead, the female lead in Karate Kid 3 and she friend zones LaRusso so hard. I like Robin Lively. want to see more of her. Take number 10, travel is hell. Part five billion. This weekend, my wife and my two kids and I, we went to New Orleans for a wedding, not for a Buck Saints, for a family wedding. Since it was torrentially raining on Friday here, like biblical rain, dangerous rain, we had a car service that we were going to get to take us to the airport. But instead, my wife said, no, let's take our SUV. Let's drive to the airport and be safe. We drive to LaGuardia. We go up to the 20th floor of the parking garage and we park it there. Fly to New Orleans, do the wedding. There was a lot of eating, a lot of irresponsible drinking and behavior. It's my wife, my two kids, and I. We get to New Orleans Airport early Sunday morning, wait through a long security line. I'm hungover. We're all irritable. I just want to get the hell home, have pizza, and sit on the couch and watch football. We look up at the screen. We fly back into JFK, not LaGuardia, meaning my family and I had to fly back to JFK, get out, get an Uber to LaGuardia, Get our car and drive home. Travel is hell, and that is 10 minutes. This show is a thrill. It's really a thrill to do. I was actively nervous looking at the clock, talking about my family and I Ubering from JFK to LaGuardia. I was nervous. I felt like the computer I'm looking at right now was actually going to explode. That's the tension. That's the stakes that we're looking for. 
Thank you very much for everybody who's listening. Thank you for people who have been tweeting about the show. That's it. That's 10 takes in 10 minutes. Click, share, review, do all those wonderful things you do. It lets me keep doing this for you. It's a quick one, guys. Got to get out of here. Love you. See you next week on 10 Takes with Kyle Bram. You're the best. 10 Takes is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more iHeartRadio pods, go to the iHeartRadio app. Go to Apple. Go anywhere you like. It'll be there. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.